Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, we talk about how to charge your customers. It's a very complicated topic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something I'm really needing to know before I make the big move. Yes, to be your independent. You know, and honestly, it's the probably the number one question I get, even though in my course, you know, there's a whole video practically dedicated to it. So when we're we're reshooting all the new videos, all of the videos to be new videos and new workbooks and everything, and I'm going to have a whole separate section on just pricing because it is confusing. And there's so many different ways to do it. And I can't ever tell anyone, you know, a specific way that they they should do it because it depends on your experience. And it depends, you know, it depends on where you live. Someone in Manhattan is going to charge completely differently than someone in Kansas or North Dakota, you yeah. know. Um, and I also teach all over the world. So it's tricky. So I thought I'd talk about some of my um, strategies for pricing and the different techniques that I use for pricing and the ways you can kind of set up your business so it's fluid and flexible because honestly, every client's different too. So, I mean, I know it's scary. But so the, scary. But the first thing, and that's it's exactly, you can hear that, that fear in your voice. The most important thing is you have to start valuing yourself. You know, you have to really think about, it's hard to ask for money for design or for art because you're you're telling someone I think I have better taste than you I'm going to pick stuff out for you and this is how much you have to charge me so my ideas and my imagination this is the value of it and that's hard right it's like trying to write your bio it's hard to say nice things about yourself really which is pretty sad <laughs> like my favorite no I'm just kidding but on the flip side I've also worked with designers who are brand new fresh, you know, didn't even have design school. They're just going to go out there and start their business. And they're trying to charge, you know, $300 an hour. It's not going to work. You you know, you have to be really honest about yourself and your business and your experience. And um, so I kind of start with that. First of all, have pride in what you do. Understand that most people cannot do what we do. I mean, it, it, on the outside kind of seems, you know, I used to say it's not rocket science, um, a little frivolous. It is a luxury thing, right? We're, you know, decorating someone's house. But we crave that as humans. We want to have a nest. We want, it, it's instinctual, whether men or women, you want to have, you know, started with a cave and it's worked its way up to, you want your home and you want to protect the people you love and you want it to be comfortable and pretty and you want to Make sure that everyone that comes to your house, um, you know, has a good experience and feels good and homey and, you know, comfortable, but not everyone can do that. So everyone wants that, but only a small handful of people can make that happen. And that's us, <laughs> designers. So don't ever sell yourself short. Understand that what we have to offer is hugely desirable and people will pay for it. You don't have to undersell yourself. And I'm going to tell you now, it doesn't matter where you live. Do not charge $40 an hour. Do not charge $50 an hour. This career is too hard for that. <laughs> Talk about burnout like we talked yeah. in the last episode. 
you need to get paid a living wage. And think about it. You know, when you're, you're, most people are probably coming from an hourly job because that's where you start out in life. Everyone starts with their hourly job, whether it's, you know, $10 an hour to $25 an hour, depending on where you live. You, you had 40 hours there that your boss would pay you. Well, when you're an independent designer and you, maybe you're working on one client, you're not working 40 hours a week. So you have to get out of that mindset. It's not the same. It's not apples and apples. You're going to choose a price closer to 75 an hour, right? Um, and I'll go over some different scenarios because 50 an hour isn't crazy, but it has to be built with other income streams. It has to be part of your whole pricing package and how your business plan, right, for your business. But I want you to actually earn a living as a designer. You know, this this isn't rocket science, but it, again, it's a talent and it's a gift. And you're really helping people. You're giving them something they desire and crave. It's a lot of responsibility as a designer. It's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of paperwork and tracking. There's a lot of emotional involvement and you have to care for someone's emotions and, and their home. That should have value. So, you know, starting out with kind of get clear as to, you know what? I am good. I am a designer. I, I can help people. I can create a beautiful house for them. And, and start from there, right? Then the next step is always, I always tell people, you have to look up what people are charging in your area. You have to know what seasoned designers are charging. And it's not always easy to find out. You know, it, I've, I've had some designers that'll call and pretend they're, you know, clients and, you know, ask what the pricing is. And I hate that because I would hate if someone did that to me. But there are ways to find out. You can even call a designer in your area and say, you know, I'm just starting out. I need to know what sort of the going rates are because I'm going to be a lot less than that because I'm just starting out, but I'm only going to take small projects. And, you know, I'd really, I don't want to step on anyone's toes and I kind of want to fit myself right into the industry in this town. Um, but find out what your market can carry. Like designers in San Francisco, you start at 150 an hour. Like that's baseline. But there are tons of designers in San Francisco and it's very competitive and everyone there uses a designer. So they understand the value of having a designer. Um, Texas, you could charge a lot more. Florida, places where they sort of expect to have a designer. Um, California, of course, you could always charge more. But, you know, hourly rates will start, again, usually about 75 up to 250, 285 an hour. And again, that might seem shocking if you're used to working an hourly job, but you might only have 10 billable hours in a week. That doesn't mean you're only working 10 hours, but you might only have 10 billable hours in a week. And, you know, you I always kind of, in, in my course, I go through this whole big sort of formula where you, um, you know, you start with, you know, what are your goals financially? And then, you know, what is the typical budget and what profit margins are you going to make? And then how many clients do you need? And, you know, we kind of work backwards that way. But at the end of the day, you know, know how much you want to make on each project, what your time is worth. So I used to go into it, um, and this is kind of jumping ahead a little, but after I'd been doing this for so long, I could meet at the first house call, go through the project, know what they wanted, what they needed, and know how much time it was probably going to take me. And I got to the place where, um, and I was in Southern California again, so prices were higher, but on average, I was profiting about $10,000 per room. 
These were bigger rooms and it was, you know, one room took three months and it's a lot of custom bedding and custom window treatments and custom furniture and it was a lot of work. But at the end of the day, $10,000 per room profit was pretty good. Hella good. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, again, that was all my income streams added together. It wasn't just hourly. There, There are other coaches out there that teach you should only charge for your design time. You should only charge hourly and never mark up product. Well, there aren't enough hours in the day to make a real income. You have to be hustling and working on way too many clients that way. Again, you're not going to have as many billing billable hours as you'd like. So I don't believe in just charging hourly. And that's my opinion. Some people are successful at it, but I, I like to have the income streams, right? Where you're making a portion of product. Um, you know, there's all sorts of different avenues for adding income streams to your bottom line. But at the end of the day, you know, think about how much you want to make at the end of the year. Be realistic. If you're starting your business, your first year, you're not probably going to make 200000 a year. You know, you might make closer to 50000 profit for your first year. So, you know, be realistic and start to work backwards. Find out what the going rate is in your area, in your neighborhood, in the town, or, or the areas you want to work in. Because, you know, you're not going to sell yourself short and you're not going to overcharge, right? We're finding that sweet spot. And you can always raise your prices later, right? Or you it's harder to lower your prices. Um, people start to wonder, why is there, a, you know, are you not as good as you thought you were? But you can always raise your prices later as you get more of a waiting list and you're you know more in demand. So this is kind of how um, when people call me and, and design clients or people that have, have taken my course, the designers that I work with and coach, they'll call and say, okay, I still don't understand how to price. So... I'll break it down in the way that I do it and the way that I teach to do it. And again, it's a formula and a strategy. It isn't a, this is how you, you know, this is what you should exactly do to the penny. So my contract, on my contract, there are a couple blank spaces and I leave them blank because every project is different. There are no two houses alike. There are no, you you can't cookie cutter your your process, right? Or you're, you know. And then maybe after you kind of um, talk about how everything works, you can kind of sh- tell people examples. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the client I'm dealing with now would be perfect hourly yep. just because, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And kind of show people that. And I and I leave those blank and I actually go over them with the client at their house, in the little part of the, my system that I call the chat. Um, but because you might walk into one house and they're hoarders. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bigger project, right? You might walk into uh, – and find out that they're so high maintenance and micromanagers and they're going to be breathing down your neck and it's going to be a long project. <laughs> um, and again, at the beginning, I teach you, you don't have to take every client, but mm-hmm. you know, you also don't want to throw away every client that seems difficult, but that's why it's blank on the contract. You can go in and sometimes people just you know, want a couple ideas or color consultation or window treatments alone or, you know, you just never know. So how can you have one set price? To me, that doesn't make sense. I also learned a long time ago that as a designer with terrible ADD, which most designers do have, um, not me, I'm perfect. Oh God, you should see. (laughs) I keep trying to sneak a riddle in. Um, but because of our creative minds, we usually do have EDD. Paperwork is not our strong suit. 
Keeping track of things is not our strong suit. Any mundane task, repetitive, over and over again, no thanks. <laughs> Maybe like, that's why I'm always like, ugh. Exactly. Two to three o'clock. That's why I love being a designer too because it, it changes every day. It's creative. It's, you know. So a long time ago, I learned I used to charge hourly. Like I used to keep track of my hours and I'd keep track of every hour, drive time, shopping time, and, I, and I'd kind of categorize them. And I had different prices for each one. And I got so tired of trying to keep track and then trying to remember, wait, how many hours did I spend <laughs> last week? Because I didn't write it down and I forgot to keep track of it. And now I got to remember. And then I really started struggling with, you know, when you're looking for one client, you're going to see things for other clients. I mean, it's just inevitable. And like, you know, you keep saying, I was right. And you'll wake up in the middle of the night thinking about the project. I mean, you can't, how do you keep track of every minute you're thinking of their project that you're supposed to be tracking and charging for that? And I just started really kind of struggling ethically with it. I didn't, I didn't want to double charge people. I didn't ever want to charge two customers for the same hour, even though I was finding things for both of them. To me, I know it seems silly, but it's a moral thing. Really, it is ethics. So I decided I was better at package pricing. So again, I got a feel for how long it would take me to do each project. You know, if you walk in, let's say an example, you walk in, um, like you're the client that you're, the good clients that you have, not the big one, but the other one that you're working on that you're hoping to do their bedroom. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. um, they're easy because they trust you. You know, you walked in, they're really sweet. Their house is done. They've had custom window treatments before. They've had some custom furniture before. It just hadn't been updated since the 80s. They needed new everything, but they love you. They're easy to work with. They love your designs. Super easy, right? You can walk in and say, well, I'm going to profit maybe, you know, in your mind, not out loud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I could make maybe, you know, five or 10,000 on this project. So like the dining room, living room, you could do 10,000 profit on that. Mm -hmm. But it was going to be easy, right? You could walk into another one and it's just a complete shit show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You my know. other client. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, or I've been, um, you know, I've mentioned it before where one of the designers went in and they had broken down Ikea furniture and said, no, 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 that's fine. We don't want to replace that. Are you kidding me? Like those are going to be nightmare clients. Yeah. So I pick out my package pricing, but I have a variety of those and it depends on what they want. Depends on what they need. On the second blank line on the contract, I leave it open for hourly. And this actually came about with a designer, um, amazing, amazing designer, um, Sandeep suit in San Francisco. Look him up. It's uh, renovation and design. Just beautiful work. Beautiful work. He's such a talented designer. And he was working with his first client who kept returning things and was just wasting his time. He'd pick out all this stuff and then she'd love it. And then she'd, he'd go back and he'd, she'd completely change her mind. That's another topic. Um, I did a lot of coaching him through those projects. She was pregnant, like eight months pregnant. I'm like, okay, you have to understand a pregnant woman. <laughs> she's in her nesting phase, right? It's not you. She's going She's going to change her mind a lot. But what we decided, and he, he was really his idea, and it was brilliant. So I worked it into my contract, was by saying to her, um, at, at the very beginning, you're talking about your pricing. This is the package for this room. This is what I'm going to charge for uh, design fee and project management fee, right? If 
we don't make decisions quickly enough, if, you know, not saying you're going to, but if you change your mind a lot and I'm having to redesign, redesign, redesign and spending, you know, multiple, you know, hours on this that I wouldn't normally have to spend, we'll, we'll shift to an hourly fee on top of the design fee. So it really got her to realize like, oh, no, I got to stay focused. Like I can't change my mind or he's going to switch to an hourly. <laughs> and his hourly fee was very high. Um, but I also say, and this this is actually a selling point when you're selling your services. I tell the clients, the hourly, if we get to that point, I will let you know ahead of time. I'm never going to surprise you with a bill at the end. I'm never going to say, oh, by the way, $3,000 worth of hourly. And they love that. I mean, I'm very transparent. I'm very honest. But I've I've also opened the door to if you're working with a really tricky client, you always have that out. It's almost like a threat with your kid, right? <laughs> I you wish do we that one more time. That. I'm gonna. But you can say, you know what, babe, with this project, the way it's kind of dragging on, I think it'd be best if we switch to an hourly rate. You know, we've already exceeded the uh, the normal amount of time that I would spend on a project like this. You know, we've had a lot of change of designs and pivots, and um, I- I'm going to switch to an hourly now. They don't like that, right? So it is kind of a threat. I don't know. It's kind of – but the, like there are clients that that absolutely needs to be done. Like my yeah. client that's kind of, you know, the one I'm always having issues with. Like I just – I look at it and I'm trying to finish this project and I just cringe. I wish I would have have done things differently in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But again, it was also in the context of the store. And I thought sure. we had the chat that we always talk about. And stuff just went south, south, south. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, and she doesn't want a designer. She wants a personal shopper, I you know, just, or or she wants the design and then she wants to go shop yeah, for so it. So that's hourly rate or like a hourly. design little. Yeah. yeah. Or just a design package. And I do have different packages. Um, you know, there were other design clients I've had that – Again, I mentioned this before, if they've got, you know, Pottery Barn credit card and I really like to buy it so I get my points and they want to shop on their own. These are people, you know, they have stuff from Restoration Hardware and, you know, places they can shop online. If if they're buying those name brands, they're shoppers. They like to go shop for furniture. That's a hobby of theirs. So why are they hiring you? It's because they're afraid they don't know how to pick things out and they don't want to make a mistake. It's kind of also an, an important question to ask them. So why are you hiring a designer? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I started kind of having two different packages. I'd have one, um, and I think when I when I was I was teaching, um, just starting out, if you're you know new to an area, I did four hundred dollars a room or five hundred dollars a room. I would charge more now, but at the beginning, you know, you charge maybe five hundred dollars a room. But say I'm going to create a design map for you. And for $500 a room, I better be able to sit in my pajamas on my iPad and look at Pinterest and then pull together a room and maybe do a rendering. I do a little floor plan on, you know, my easy peasy Icovia website, um, floor plan maker. And they would get it as a map to their design. Now go find it. You know, I, I give you links to places you can find the things. But it's like that client you have. They're going to shop. You, you're you not being paid to scour the internet for the cheapest price. That is not what a designer does. That's not how you should be spending your time. So by giving them that list, and this is where I found it, well, that'll give them the names. That'll give them their, a baseline price. That'll, But you still, you know, 
again, it should only take you a couple hours to really sit down and put together a room like that. You're not having to go out and look at anything. You're not having to, to do a lot of research. You're just putting the pictures together. Here you go. It's all going to match. It's going to look beautiful. Go. If they want me to actually purchase the furniture and go to the stores and deliver and, um, you know, I have to work with my receiving house and I've got to almost be like a GC where you've got to get a wallpaper guy and you got to get your painter and you got to get your contractor. With that, I was charging $1,500 a room for the design fee. And it would go up based on the size of the room or if you're doing remodeling. And it was a project management fee. So you had sort of a design aspect of it. And then I could make it bigger by saying, well, then I've got a project management fee because I'm going to make sure that when the tile setter's here, I'm going to tell them where to start and stop, which direction to do the tile, the grout. I'm going to tell them all the little details. I'm going to draw out the pattern that we want for them. You know, the backsplash detail. Um, that has, again, it's your time. So that has value. But $1,500 for just that. Now, again, I believe in income streams. So it's $1,500 per room plus markup that I'm doing on product. I'm making a percentage of window treatments. I'm making, you know, materials. Um, So if you don't have those really ducks in a row and you don't have those things lined up, then charge three to 5,000. You know, but think about, and and as you get used to it, as you get more experience, you realize if I really focus, if I really give myself deadlines, if I really say, all right, you've got an hour to find a coffee table, an hour to find, you know, lighting, an hour to find a rug, and you stick to it, you can control your time, and then $1,500, that's great money for, you know, what if it only takes you, you know, three hours or four hours to pick everything out? You you know what I mean? So kind of a rule of thumb, because I don't count every hour, and I don't count my drive time, and I don't worry about that. What I've come to realize in the end is for every billable hour, I probably work about three hours extra, or, you know, it's a total of three hours of work for every billable hour, if I'm really honest with myself. If I think about all the times I think about it, all the times that I'm at Home Depot picking up something for myself and go, ooh, that tile would look really good. I mean, all of that, for every billable hour, I'm about, I'm really working on it for about three hours. So, you know, for me, $50 an hour is a great income if I were to work at a 40-hour-a-week job. So if I'm charging $150 for my design hour, I'm okay with it I put in a little more time. I'm okay that I spent more than an hour because $150 an hour is a lot of money. And so that's kind of how I justify it. So, you know, I think about my packages. If you're doing, um, you know, $1,500 for a room, you know, how much do you, how much is your comfort zone for your hourly rate? Like if you really charge for every single minute, what would you be like? Yeah, I'm making this much an hour. And then figure you know, this room's maybe going to take 10 hours and then figure out what your package price is. You know, mm-hmm. so start to to take notes of how long it's taking you to come up with your design. How much time is this client? Do you really, do you have to hold their hand? Are they calling you 10 times a day? Every time you go to their house, do they talk to you for three hours? You know, those are the things where you start to suck your time and you're wasting money. But you're in control of that. Like you, but notice those things. That's why, that's why pricing's hard because it isn't, you know, what we're charging for is so fluid and it changes and it's creative and it's different every time. So I always feel like the pricing has to be fluid as well. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. I think also um, for me, since I'm moving and I'm such a uh-huh. scaredy cat, believe it or not, because I'm so used to just working in this field, uh-huh. working under you, having the privilege of having you be my mentor. And I'm still scared. Like I still have so much anxiety about moving to Boise and starting mm-hmm. out on my own. And like like I said, pricing, it scares me. Even though you just explained it, I still have <laughs> no idea. And for me, it's like, oh my gosh. So, so I'm just trying to also put myself in your guys' shoes. If you are also starting your own design business, I totally yeah. feel you because I'm freaking out over here and I'm under you. But long story short, like, okay, I, I totally get your hourly, you mean your um, room fee. I think that's amazing. And then your um, markup for the product makes sense because that's kind of what we do here. So I'm used to that. But it's also like, how do you do that if, for example, I'm working with a design showroom like you there mm-hmm. and I'm kind of just getting a percentage of that, but then they're getting more of the markup because I know receiving houses take so much mm-hmm. and it's such a hassle that it's almost easier just to go to a design center or like a showroom like us or... that. See, those are two so, different things. Yeah. What does that look okay, like? So let's come up with your pricing when you move. Or can you also... <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll do um, anything. Tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcast and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.